0: them vine I came I saw I conquer that is how you should look at every single day because it's a gift and no matter if that day ends up as an amazing day or a day that didn't go quite the way you planned because that's the world we live in things happen that are out of our control it's how you read how you responded and not how you react to it and then just know when you wake up tomorrow it's a brand new day to start over
1: Yo, Ryan Hartley here, host of the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast. Welcome to the interview sessions where I put my curious questions to inspiring people. If this is the first time that you have pushed play on the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast, thank you for taking time out of your day. My goal is simple, to leave you a bit better in your heart and in your mind in some way. We are a worldwide community, and my role is simply to help you And many of the like-hearted people, be someone you love, do what you love, and serve those that you love. We really believe in helping leaders lead with love because we believe that the legacy of more leaders who lead with love is a world that is always better than yesterday for one person, one team, one family, one community at a time. Today, today. On episode 126, I'm joined by Dr. Corinne Devin. Corinne is a US Navy commander. She holds a number of pageantry titles. She's an orthodontist. She's a traveler. We have an amazing conversation on leadership, self leadership, and what it means to hold those pageantry titles it's a great conversation I really hope it inspires the leadership within you and hope that it inspires you to nurture the leadership potential in the women around you too just want to say thank you to web creation these interview sessions are brought to you by our great friends at web creation head to webcreationgroup.com for stunning websites at sensible.com prices. If you want to know more about the work that we do at Always Better Than Yesterday, come and join our Facebook community. We are Always Better Than Yesterday. Come and join over 600 like-hearted people from all around the world. Come as you are and hopefully leave a little bit better. That's enough from me. Here we go. Episode 126 with Dr. Corinne Devon. Always love. Dr. Corinne, welcome to the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast. How are you?
0: I am doing wonderful, Ryan. How are you?
1: I'm very well, very well. So you're in Japan at the moment. How is Japan?
0: Japan is doing really good. The infection rate here is really, really low, and I'm excited that now being fully vaccinated, I can explore a little bit more outside the prefecture. So I'm greetings from you from Mm. Iwakuni, which is in the Yamaguchi prefecture near Hiroshima.
1: I love that. I, uh, in preparing for this interview, I was thinking, where do we go with this? You are a US Navy commander, an orthodontist, uh, a Miss Universe pageantry um, with eight titles. And I'm just thinking, where's this conversation go? And I just want to center it around your heart for all of it. Like, what connects all of the amazing things that you're doing right now?
0: I would say it would be just my drive and ambition and just. Seeing an opportunity where I can better myself in maybe an area that I don't know a lot about or an area that I'm more curious and like to explore, and then having that goal, that mindset of like, and it it, it having something too intangible, whether it's something you can touch or reach, Mm -hmm. but then you're recruiting people and you're getting more knowledgeable. And it's actually right now I'm focusing on writing a book and I didn't even know where to begin. And so now I'm learning all these intricacies of just, it's a whole new world and I love to learn. So that's really what ties a lot of my goals and accomplishments together.
1: Love that. In in some of the things that I've seen that you've put out, you want to be a good role model for, you know, women in particular. And, And I guess, where does that come from? Have you had to become the role model? Have you had one yourself? Where's that drive and ambition come from?
0: So when it comes to being a good role model for women, it's because I had so many great people along the way in my journey from Mm. growing up to having parents who were very supportive. Even my dad always feeling that I could be better. And Mm. my mom feeling that I should have opportunities that maybe she didn't take advantage of to when I was in school, having professors and teachers who really believed in me and believe that there was more than maybe mm-hmm. I set limits to myself that I had more potential than I would give myself credit for. And because of all those people that really helped me succeed to where I am today, I want to make sure I pay that forward because it's very often in our world to see someone who you think had the silver spoon or life handed to them and not see all the hard work, the grit, mm-hmm. the resilience of what they had to go through that roller coaster ride in life. And I want to be there for people, especially when, when they want to give up and tell them that don't, you can't just don't do it. It's not worth it. You're so close. And when you feel like you're truly outside your comfort zone, that's where great things mm. are going to happen.
1: Yeah, that's really powerful. And you know, you, you're in the, the U S Navy and, and you've reached the, the rank of, of commander, which is impressive anyway. But when you look at the statistics around women in leadership and and those that, that, that get to the, 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 rank of commander as well is, I see here that 18% of women in the US military and only is it 3% of women get to uh, the rank of commander? Is that correct?
0: Actually, it's less. It's 0.29% was it's the latest demographic report. So it is a small, small percentage, yeah. but I have to say proudly in my Navy orthodontic community of 20 orthodontists, actually half of us are actually at that rank or higher. So mm. we're very unique, but again, only 20 of us in the entire world in the Navy, but with that rank comes responsibility comes a sense of really looking out for others. And very often I definitely know that when people are, when I don't think people are watching, people are watching and really just being a place where they can come to and, and lift them up. And, and today I had the privilege of watching two of my female petty officers get mapped, which means that they were awarded the next rank up for just them going above and beyond the mm-hmm. call of duty. So to see that was such a proud moment because People love to get rewarded and recognized for their hard work, especially when they really, when they think that no one's watching.
1: Yeah, what well, you just touched on there around um, a number of your your colleagues being at that level, I, I, that might be disproportionate, but it, I, I don't believe it's coincidence. There's a there's a book by Matthew Saeed in in uh, I think it's Black Boxing where he talks about he was a Olympic um, table tennis player, and he said that there was no surprise that the world's best table tennis players from England, sorry, uh, all lived on the same street. And it's because there was this little micro culture where they would all play against each other and they would get better. What would you say is this little micro culture of, of the, the, uh, the strong female leaders that you surround yourself with?
0: I would say it's almost like we have a homing beacon. Mm. I, that you can kind of sense that you can feel that energy I, I'll give you another example. I joined an organization when I was in California called Junior League, and it's an organization of female leaders who want to thrive in their community outside of their industry, also build their own skill sets and work on themselves. Mm-hmm. And out of one hundred and thirty women at this meeting, I sat down at the same table as the other two female dentist and orthodontists. And we had no clue that we were that we were all in the same industry. So I, I think, unbeknownst to us, you can radiate a certain energy, and people are attracted to that. It's almost like a magnet. And in the military, you know, one of my mentors—how I met her—is we took our boards together, and ever since we went through that stressful but also very rewarding academic achievement, we had this just sense of connection. And and I'm proud to say, six years later, it's still going strong. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely say that you know, we surround people that we can relate to, but also people who challenge us and make us yeah. want to be the best versions of ourselves.
1: Mm. I'm learning a lot of moment around electromagnetic energy, the power of our heart and our intention. And and sometimes that's easily understood backwards. You know, you've, you've made those connections and you've realized, oh, maybe that's why we were drawn together. But how do we flip that and use, I don't know whether you've done this yourself, but be able to use knowledge of, that electromagnetic energy that we put out to manifest to create the right environments and people and and learning opportunities.
0: I would say first off, it starts with having some really good mentors. Mm. Sometimes you have to have people give you that tough love. Um, <laughs> you know, put that mirror in front of your face that maybe your family, your friends can't do, but people that you know that are your critics. And I, have definitely had that through, you know, throughout my life, you know, I've had coaches, I've had mentors, I've had therapists who have all sometimes told me things that I didn't want to hear, but Mm -hmm. I probably needed to hear. Mm -hmm. And that is probably one way of learning how to attract that energy. But once you kind of get through some of maybe those feelings or experiences or traumas that you had growing up, that maybe you harbored and you buried deep that are starting to come out as an adult. Then it's almost like when you're faced with that adversity Mm. that comes up again, you know how to better equip to handle that. And for me, one example was handling confrontational situations. I grew up in a very militant family. My father served in the military. So growing up on military bases, the ones Mm. that now I treat kids on was something I grew up with. And now I see some of those characteristics of kids being very scared if they got in trouble, apologizing, not showing their feelings, um, burying things very deep. And realize that when you be commonly vulnerable with others and you let them kind of break down occasionally and show that you're human, it actually makes you a better leader. And even though I like to be on present and be on every now and then, when I just show my frustration, the people that I lead are like, oh my gosh, thank goodness, this does bother you. Like you are human. You do have good days and bad days. I said, absolutely. I just don't believe in making everyone else's day a bad day if I'm having a bad day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So... I say that's definitely where that kind of that power, that magnet definitely can resonate.
1: The U S Navy will have a number of leadership programs that they will develop you in your leadership. How have you, how have you taken that concept to heart? What is leadership to you and, and and what are some of the key kind of principles and values that underpin your leadership?
0: Well, I'll definitely say these are my views and not the views, of the department of defense, but you know, for me, one of the great things I, I feel that you need in leadership is that you need to have constant education. No one is born to be a leader, a leader is something that you learn through education. And I've had department head courses. I've had women, female leadership courses Mm -hmm. this fall. I'm hoping to come back to the States to be an, a senior officer leadership course, where I'll be surrounded by other people who are my rank. And with that, you get exposed to people who've been in different environments, Mm -hmm. such as, you know, they've been on ships, they've been deployed in Africa. They've had the experience of working on a hospital mercy ship where i've had more experiences of working on hospitals overseas and dealing with host nation countries and when you can bring that knowledge to their collaboratively and also share the problems and how you learn to work through these you feel really empowered and it's building that network and as a leader I think it's important to acknowledge that you don't have all the answers, Mm -hmm. but one thing that I definitely see of good leaders that I've experienced in the, in the military is ones who follow up ones who can generally relate very often. I've had leaders who say, listen, I want to make this happen, but this is above me, but if we can get it to pass, I'll be the first one to do it. Mm -hmm. So even though they can't tell me, yes, the fact that I feel like, okay, they understood me, they acknowledge I was heard. I still felt a sense of satisfaction as their subordinate, as someone who was following them. So that is just some of the things I've done. And also I would share that very often, especially in the military, we have a very diverse organization. You have different ethnicities, different backgrounds. And very often, the one thing I love, it's based on merit. It's based on the work and and what you can produce And when you recognize people and make them feel good in their way, meaning sometimes I have to change the way I communicate, depending on who I'm talking to, uh, it it really resonates with people and it makes them feel good. It makes them feel like they're making a difference because let's be honest, people don't join the military because of how much money you're going to make. They they join the military because they want to be part of something bigger than themselves. They want to improve an area of their life. And when they feel like they're, they're reaching that, that almost that hit of dopamine of just making that progress even if they yeah. haven't reached their goals makes them feel like they are really um they're really doing something good for them not only just good for the organization. Yeah.
1: You just touched on there around being um situational leader being able to adapt based on the situation you're in or the person that's in front of you and I guess you've you've been stationed over in Italy, you've been stationed over in Japan. How do you in your leadership what are some of the things that you have shaped your kind of ability to be situational and adapt to uh, different environments, different cultures, different people, languages?
0: Well, the first thing I always do is that whenever I get to a new place, there's three people that I make really good friends with, if not my best friends. And that is the IT people. I, (laughs) in Italy, they were all my boyfriends. I called them my boyfriends because we saw, I saw them all the time it's public affairs because I really want to be in tune with the outside culture, the host nation. Mm-hmm. And the third person that I become, become good friends with are the Jags, which are our lawyers. So that way I don't break any rules because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> even though my heart is in the right place, I don't want to be causing an international incident. So, <laughs> you know, that's that start. And then as a department head, what I do is I make sure to actually meet with all the officers and then i also slowly get to know all of their subordinates because i think when you take the time to really understand where people are coming from uh you can reinstart or reignite some of that excitement where maybe they've lost that energy or enthusiasm because let's be honest as leaders we have to care for others more than others will care for us and we have to give away all the credit and take all the responsibility and that's a tough lesson very often some of my young junior enlisted, they think, oh, if I was leader, I would do this and this and this, but then they don't have a concept of, oh my gosh, as a leader, that means I'm staying late. That means that I might be getting there first thing in the morning and no one sees all the things I do behind the mm-hmm. scenes. So it's, um, it's definitely something that I would say come, it's an evolution and I am still learning and I am humbled every day as a leader by the things I learned. And like I said, it's, it's something I'm going to be continuing to, to grow and learn for time.
1: Yeah, when we talk about servant leadership and serving others, putting our own needs to one side, that that can be really difficult if we haven't given ourselves first. We can't give what we've not got. What are some of the ways that you help you be at your best so that when you show up, you can be the best for others?
0: Great. That is such a beautiful question, and it's so true because I see it um not taken and not, you know, people mm. forget to take care of themselves. I see it all the time. So for me, I wake up around four 15 in the morning, depending on how many times I hit my snooze mm. and I do a workout. I find I am a much better person starting my day with a workout. So I have a Peloton bike. I have free weights. I do spinning. So that to me is the way I start my day with endorphins because mm. no one said they regretted going to the gym ever. And from there, the other thing that I also do is I have a to-do list. So to me, what makes my type a personality feel really good is crossing off those things off my to-do list. It's like a sense of accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Some people like a vision board, some people like post-its, you know, whatever your jam is. And then also I know that actually eating well really makes a difference for me. And that was something I didn't learn until I was in residency because you can't survive off licorice and popcorn all day long and diet cokes. Yep. You actually need to put good food in yourself. So for me, I get cold easily, and working in a, a very cold hospital clinic, I drink uh, tea or water. I actually drink half my weight in water every single day, and people think that's kind of crazy. But your body actually gets used to it, and when you put good food in your body and you take care of yourself, you'll be surprised how much longer you can work and how much better you'll feel at the end of the day. I know it sounds so simple and you hear it all the yeah, time, but it's well, so true. <laughs>
1: you know, Sometimes the role of leadership isn't to teach you something new. It's to remind you what you already know and, and kick your ass until you do it.
0: <laughs> yes, sir. Absolutely. So, and, and it's a good way to be a good example. I mean, in the military, we're required to be in good physical shape, but I feel like that's something you need regardless in your military or not. So, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Your bio says that you were daughter of the American revolution. What do you mean by that term?
0: So I have family that has served in the military all the way back to the revol- uh, revolutionary war. So mm-hmm. we go back seven generations. It might now be eight generations, Wow! but yes, every single person in a generation of my family has served. And as a result, I was awarded that uh, scholarship when I was in college. So yeah, it's pretty cool to be part of that legacy of my family. Mm-hmm.
1: What does that mean to you? What, how does that shape how you show up?
0: For me, it's, it's ingrained to us. It's in our, it's in our blood to serve mm-hmm. and it's in different capacities obviously you know i'm an orthodontist in the navy my brother's a submariner i my uncle served in the coast guard my grandfather was a marine in world war ii but it's a sense of like giving to others and not taking the liberties the freedoms the rights we have mm-hmm. for granted and i i truly wish that everyone in every country did a year or two years of service not necessarily have to be in the military but whether it's the peace corps or going overseas or going to some place because very often we forget the luxuries that we have in our home countries for granted until we realize they're gone mm-hmm. it you know it just takes a good stor- storm like we saw what happened in texas or a pandemic mm-hmm. that's in our world to make us realize the things of going out to eat to dinner with friends or traveling outside of our like home base is something we can now no longer take for granted.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You, um, you have been awarded eight pageantry titles. I don't know enough about the <laughs> pageantry. Give us a, a short summary of what pageantry is and why it's, uh, captured your imagination
0: pageantry is a wonderful way for you to put your skills to the test and challenge yourself in ways that you never dreamed possible Mm. so that was your first question and i'm sorry can you repeat your second question
1: how has it captured your imagination you know why'd you do it and how do you how do you because from an outsider's perspective how do you go beyond the superficial
0: so why I did it was because some jerk in my dental school told me I couldn't do it. And I had to prove him wrong, even though I had sure. zero clue what I was doing. I know so that was Yeah. So that was the why. I'll be honest. I was, I yeah. did not, I just told you I grew up on military bases. Do you think my father would let me enter a pageant? Oh, heck no. Heck no. Yeah. Would he ever yeah. let me enter a pageant? So that was like when I was 24 years old, when I did my first pageant, mm. but you know how you get beyond the superficial For me, it was more of, it wasn't like necessarily the first pageant or the second pageant, but it was when I started making friends and started seeing the value and the things they were learning from it. And I wanted to be part of it. And when probably my third year, fourth year in, yeah, third year in is, I would say is when I, all of a sudden I won my first pageant and then I got a bunch of doors open to me that I didn't even know where doors could ever be open. So learning about public speaking, how to speak on stage under pressure, how yep. to interview betterly, how to go into a boardroom and meet a group of strangers and learn how to be relatable, how to be memorable, how to speak properly. A uh, uh, very many leaders. I hear them say, um, and yeah, or they're very monotone. They're not engaging. They're not inspiring. And those are all great skills that you need a leader. I mean, next week, I'm going to be in charge of my entire dental company for the first time. And you better believe I want to make sure that I have my people dripping on every single word I'm saying that I'm impactful rather than, oh my gosh, this sounds like a radio voice for she's not, you know, you can't be that way. You've got to, you got to infuse that with some emotion and some power to make mm-hmm. people feel like, heck yeah, I want to be, I want to be coming to work every single day. So for me, pageantry has definitely done that. I am in better physical shape and patterns than I am for any military physical fitness test. So I'm very grateful for that. Uh, And another skill that I would definitely say I've learned is really social media, which is still a work in progress. Gosh, if you thought of what social media was 10 years ago to what it is today, I mean, Mm -hmm. it is just completely, it keeps evolving, evolving, evolving like TikTok. Oh my gosh, I can't even, I can't even figure that one out. And as soon (laughs) as I'm sure there's something else going to be happening this year in 2021 that I'll learn but using social media as a way or form of communication to get through to people that are in different generations is what I found quite interesting. And at the end of the day, if your message gets heard and accepted, does it really matter how it's communicated? So yeah, that's I hope that answers your question.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it does. And um, I'm just really, I'm really curious as to Someone comes into contact with you. You've got 30 seconds to a minute to, to really impact their day. What are those people going away thinking this is exactly what Dr. Corinne's all about?
0: I would tell them, a vidivici. I came, I saw, I conquer. That is how you should look at every single day because it's a gift. And no matter if that day ends up as an amazing day or a day that didn't go quite the way you planned because that's the world we live in. Things happen that are out of our control. It's how you re how you responded and not how you react to it. And then just know when you wake up tomorrow, it's a brand new day to start over.
1: Mm, I love that. When um, my background's in policing in here in the UK and um, when I started to do some of this always better than yesterday stuff, as on the side of my day job, it attracted a lot of attention. Some positive, quite a lot of negative. How how are people reacting to your uh, diverse nature of, of the things that you, you do?
0: I would say exactly the reaction that you had um, in the UK. You know, when you put yourself in a place that doesn't seem like it should fit a certain mold, that makes people very nervous. And I would be lying to you if if I didn't say that I don't have critics or I don't have people who question what I do, but that also means you need to be on top of your A game. And in the military, we have rules, we have instructions, we have things that are our guidances. And I know those really, really well. And at the same time, I have a lot of people who are very supportive who help me stay on top of those rules and processes. So that way, if there's ever a question, mm-hmm. you know, the one thing that I always make sure is that I'm crushing it at my job. You know, my job <laughs> is my first priority. And as long as that's main- being maintained and they know they can count on me, the other things I do should be no different than someone yep. in my unit doing a bodybuilding competition mm-hmm. or running in a marathon or being a coach of their son's soccer team. Mm-hmm. So for me, just because it doesn't fit the mold It doesn't mean it's it's less worthy. And that's what I would challenge any of your listeners who are really looking to grow a hobby or a side hustle or something that they're really excited to do, because that passion that they have will carry on to their job and it may even contribute to their day to day job into those skill sets.
1: Yep. Amen to that. I agree. What does the phrase always better than yesterday mean to you?
0: Always better than yesterday for me means that each and every day I am willing to push myself, whether it's mentally, physically, spiritually, gosh, I would say this pandemic has definitely mm. done that for me in so many ways. It's forced me to put the pause button. And as someone who likes to move and shake, who has ants in her pants that can't sit still, <laughs> I have to say that it, that today is going to always be better than yesterday because look what you accomplished The day before, and I'm excited to see what I can accomplish now in the present and in the future.
1: I love that. Where is your career headed?
0: Well, right now I'm in Japan until next year. So next year I will be relocating back to the United States. I'm also working on a book that I hope to publish next year and mm. do some speaking for the American association orthodontist. So mm. that's where I'll be in the Navy, but, uh, hopefully making my way up the ranks. I have a lot of female captains who I admire, and I really hope with them that I can grow my leadership and make an impact at the uh, next rank for the United States Navy.
1: Mm, I love that. Who's the, uh, Who's in mind, who are you writing the book for?
0: The book, I'm writing the book to share my story, but I'm writing the book for for women out there who feel like that they've exhausted in life, that they feel like they've Mm. done everything they possibly could. And there's there's no time, there's no space, there is no room for them to grow. Mm. And to show them that when they've had people such as career counselors who tell them that their limitations are, that those people shouldn't put limits on what they can accomplish in a life. Mm -hmm. You are the person that does that. Yours is a mindset you have to get through. And very often in in our world, we let others dictate what we're capable of when really they're maybe just portraying their own dreams and goals they didn't accomplish Mm -hmm. onto you. And so for me, I'm hoping by sharing some of my story and my struggles and how I was very innovative that I didn't follow the, the typical path or directory. In fact, I probably left a trail is what I did more <laughs> often, that they can do it too. And because we all need to hear that. Very often yep. I think we see people show the highlight reel or they show an image and we just think that, oh, they woke up one day and life was like that, that we really have no idea, you know, what's behind the curtain? What's what's behind, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a facade or what we kind of see that surface. And so yep. That's, uh, that's definitely who I hope to share the story with. And especially whether it's women in orthodontics, dentistry, Mm. the military pageantry, it's definitely unique, unique mix, but I've, I've loved doing all of it. And I really hope to continue to do it as long as I can.
1: I love that. We run a, um, a a mastermind. It's called master heart and mind because it's for heart centered leaders. And um, three quarters of my, my leaders are are women. They're doing amazing things in the world. And we have guest speakers and we often tear apart books and, and find out how we can learn from the most and grow in our hearts and our minds. And I really look forward to you sharing that book. And I'd love it if you came and joined our leaders uh, to talk about some of those key principles when it's released.
0: Absolutely. I would be truly honored uh, to do such of that. And I, I can't wait to see what happens with some of the leaders that I'm seeing that are, are getting up in the military. It's it's incredible. And I just, I feel really, really blessed to be in the military. So if, if any of your audience has questions on, cause I came to the military under a scholarship in military mm-hmm. medicine, I'm more than happy to provide my contact information because I was really grateful for people that took a chance on me. And mm-hmm. all I wanna do is make sure to pay it forward for to the next person.
1: Yeah, that's powerful. That's really powerful. How can people connect with you? Where can they find more about you and the wonderful things you're doing in the world?
0: Absolutely. So you can find me. I have a Facebook page, Dr. Corinne Devon, as well as Instagram, Dr. Corinne Devon, and that's D-R-C-O-R-I-N-N-E-D-E-V-I-N and a YouTube and also my email address, which I'm happy to provide for you for the show notes. And any of those ways are a great time to reach me. Yes, I'm in Japan. So depending on the time zone change where you are in the world, it might, I might be the middle of the night, but I'll make sure to get back to you. Usually within 24 hours, I'm very good about responding to people.
1: (laughs) But not on TikTok.
0: Not on TikTok. Sorry, (laughs) I haven't made it there yet. Gosh, there's so many forms of social media and I'm on LinkedIn too. That's another thing, but I think I can only manage so many a time. I, I, gosh, bless people's heart if they can be on all like 20,000 different forms of social media. Mm -hmm. I'm just down to five or six. I feel like that's enough.
1: I think you would have a lot of value on Clubhouse. A friend of mine, Dr. Stephanie Mocklear, um, she's been doing great things talking about leadership and, and female empowerment. And um, I feel a very similar vibe from you. I feel a very empowering vibe from you. So I'm going to connect you with with um, Dr. Stephanie. She was a previous guest on episode 102. So I'm going to connect you and, and maybe she can share her experiences of Clubhouse with you because she's using that that platform it's a voice based platform and, and share your message and I'm sure you'll go down very well on there. So let me just say, thank you for taking the time out of your day. I really, really appreciate it. And I'd be honored if you can leave us with a final thought from your good self.
0: Final thoughts. So what I would tell to anyone who's listening out there is you are smarter than you realize you are stronger than what you think you're capable of. And, no matter what comes your way, just know that you can be truly unstoppable, relentless, and believe that anything is truly impossible that you set your mind to.
1: Mm. Dr. Corinne, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. There we go, episode 126 with Dr. Corinne Devin. I hope there's been something in the last half an hour that has inspired you in your heart and mind. I'd like you to take a minute before you go back to your day and just have a little thing. What is the one thing that you're going to do as a result of listening to this podcast? What, if implemented, will make a big difference to the way that you think, the way that you feel, the way that you show up? ultimately the results that you get. I hope you enjoyed. I'd love it if you took a screenshot, shared it on social with your, your favourite takeaway from this episode. I'd love it even more if you felt like it was inspiring enough to share with someone that you love so that you could inspire them too. Don't feel like you have to, but if you want to, I'd love it if you did. <clears throat> Lastly, there's a 125 amazing conversations on the podcast recorded to date if this is the first time you've listened to our podcast go back and check out some of the recent episodes we've had some incredible guests on in 2021 alone i really hope that they continue to serve you well and maybe try out some of the shorter one to five minute clips as well to really give you a sense of my heart and mind for leading with love serving with purpose I really believe it is love that will leave a legacy where everyone around them is just left that little bit better. Thanks for taking the time, spending it with us here at the Always Better Than Yesterday community. Come and join us on Facebook. We are Always Better Than Yesterday. Go out, have a great day. Go love people. Um, And I know that that'll make a difference to you and those around you. I appreciate you. Keep listening. Always love.